bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, Sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. Well, welcome back for another episode of Sidetracked with Armstead and Poche, or as we should change it to, Kane. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, Charles. Great to have you back with us. Uh, Good to be back. Feels like it's been forever. Well, took a week off. See how you are. Your turn's coming. <laughs> We're going to have a little bit. I don't want to give up on it this quick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you again, Nathan Drop, for uh, coming in and helping us out. Great numbers coming back. Awesome feedback from everybody. Um, once again, get a hold of us on Facebook at Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. Uh, post messages. We're really quick on getting back with you. Or go on our uh, website, uh, www.sidetrackpulling.com. Shoot us an email, ap at sidetrackpulling.com. And uh, let us know what you want to hear. I think we're going to be bringing Drop back a couple times here. This is a semi-regular uh, guest host. Uh we're going to have one in store for you here tonight, but I know you've probably got some stuff you want to cover. Yeah, a lot going on out there. Let's get right to the news, uh, bringing everybody up to date here. Um, first things first, uh, just uh, some notes on some tractors changing hands and some things that we were looking at in past weeks. Uh, Coyote Ugly, V8 Hot Rod and Todd Humpert Stable. We saw that this week actually running under its own power finally. So he just may make that decal uh, super pole debut. I, I really hope so. I I it, I'm happy to see the tractor back out there. I'm really happy to see Todd back out there. Yeah, but it definitely hurts a little bit not to know it's not going to be Ed O'Duffer and his wife out there. You know, with us track side, Ed, uh, sweating bullets, and uh, Shauna there taking uh, notes with us. Well, I can replicate some of the feeling for you. I'll just put pepper spray in his in Todd's fire suit before he gets in the seat. <laughs> That'll cover it. Another one that uh, in the Michigan area that uh, we knew had changed hands, uh, the Radical Red Superstock out of Jim Shandor's stable, been confirmed it is now at Henry Smith's place. I don't know what their intentions are. I don't know if it's going to be a component sneaky snake or it'll be a second tractor out of the shop. Um, I'm working on that angle. I'll, I'll keep you updated. Well, Chop Chop, you had two weeks to prep for the show. So right. What, what's going on here? You're just slacking off on me again. A little bit, I suppose. So what else we got here on the books? We I know we got to recap Murfreesboro. Yep. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, one thing I do want to bring up is uh, we brought up last week's uh, tragedy coming out of the KTPA stables and uh, Comer family uh, suffering a huge loss. Uh, three of the family members died and a close family friend. Yeah. And a uh, tragic, tragic house explosion slash fire. Uh, we do one thing we haven't really brought up is we're not the only podcast out there. Uh, for those of you who are interested, Pulling Radio Network uh, on TuneIn Radio and SoundCloud, great people out there. Uh, give them a listen. They cover different aspects than we cover. But uh, Eric Pruitt with the Throwback Thursdays, uh, we'll be doing a uh, memorial uh, episode for the Comer family, and uh, definitely give them a tune in tomorrow. It's a live feed at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, give them a li- give it a listen to because uh, big 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 loss with that. You know, family's been involved with pulling for decades now, yeah, thirty plus years, time. and uh, tragic takeaway there. But uh, 
let's give them some sport and listen to listen to that podcast yeah you can find eric's show on pullingradionetwork.com live tomorrow night and then i believe usually within 24 to 48 hours the show is available as a podcast on itunes and soundcloud also so well i guess while we're there we uh might as well touch we did have two deaths in our uh local family so to speak uh, yeah. i'll let you take the first one uh, got word that a longtime puller, we haven't seen him actually pull in quite a while. Uh, Jerry himself, Jerry Mostner, uh, from here in the Thumb area, lost his mom here in the last week or so. So our thoughts and prayers go out to Jerry, Andrew, and Chuck, thinking about all you guys uh, with that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one I'm more familiar with, uh, coming out of the Southwestern Ontario Tractor Puller Stable, uh, Tracy Tyler uh, and uh, his son Trevor Tyler, losing their uh, father and grandfather, respectively. Uh, prayers and thoughts to them. I know it's a tough time for you guys and, uh, let you know, we're still thinking about you and, uh, sorry for your loss. Absolutely. So let's dive headfirst into Murfreesboro. Yeah. Let's get that nothing, out of the way. Yeah. We got nothing on the docket actually coming up this week. No polls this weekend. I got, yeah, we don't, as far as uh, events coming up. Yeah. There is nothing on the horizon. Everybody gets a week off chance to breathe. Um, so it's a chance to recap uh, what happened at Murfreesboro and dive in. Actually, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to talk about a couple of topics that are pulling related, one of which I will make pulling related very through a very, very tenuous tie-in. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's a chance to Well, actually, to take do you want to dive into that before we dive into Murfreesboro? Or? No, let's, let's tackle Murfreesboro first. All right, let's roll right in. Friday night, uh, 9,300-pound Super Farm. Joe McNeil getting the win. Right, oh, he stuffed in that pile hard, too. 261 and change. And for a track that 260, you are well into the sand pile. Great run for him. Takes some doing to get to the sand pile at that track because most of the track itself is sand, too. Yeah, it's a really interesting track. That's yeah. the product of the building they got, though. Yeah. Uh, name, I'm actually surprised to see so far back in the standings. Tommy Forsyth back coming in number 16. Just didn't get the run he was looking for. But a lot of tough runners there. Josh uh, Miley, one that you uh, highlighted last week, finishes ninth. Yeah, just some of the names I kind of would have put my money on just didn't quite get there yeah. this week. Couch, but, another one that should have been, well, tip we're used to seeing up there. I guess uh, I guess that's why I don't gamble on tractor pulling. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the odds makers would even know where to start. No, no, not at all. No. Uh, rolling into the 7,000-pound diesel, 6,500-pound alcohol tractors, David Everman getting the win. Uh, Kenneth Hill coming in second. Kent Payne coming in third. Now, do we know what, when Everman won that? Was it with the diesel or was it the Alki? I'm not I sure. I do not know. Unfortunately, they don't give us what tractors they are running. I noticed one that stands out, Larry Phillips, a scratch out of the class. I uh, don't know what was going on there. Normally a very tough runner in that class. Might have heard something at Cloverdale, and we just don't know. Yep, Jay Fuca coming in bottom, you know, bottom of the list, to, you know, middle of the list there. Just, you know, some guys really getting a great run down there and getting the win so got to give him credit there uh 6200 pound light limited super stock tractors Eddie oh you Sharp. know sorry to interrupt you i think david is the alki and henry is the diesel henry finishing 10th okay i got a 50 50 chance of being right yeah 
Well, if he's not, message him and uh, <laughs> let him know. <laughs> uh, rolling into 6250 Light Limited Super Stock Tractors. Eddie Sharp getting the win. Adam Spiegelberg in the seat of the detonator coming in second. Um, got, Eddie Sharp's got to be happy with that win. Detonator, a really tough running tractor from guys who really are forerunners in the class of the Spiegelberg clan there. Uh, John Anderson with a little angry coming in seventh. Uh, the Pruitt family being represented. Melissa in the seat uh, getting eighth place. Um, one thing I highlighted, Charles, as uh, when we went, did, Nate and I did the preview on this show, is there was a lot of names that were s- scheduled in the Saturday show that weren't scheduled to run Friday. And that may have been just a, a concession to folks that have have a day job and couldn't simply couldn't be there for Friday. Well, one that really stands out to me is Jordan Spiegelberg. Ran on Saturday but did not run on Friday. So that one's different. I do not know if Jordan was in the seat of his Massey Ferguson or he hopped in the seat of the detonator for the second day. I couldn't tell you. I wasn't there, and I have not really. There's been some video no, footage of individual runs. That's but right. Where were you? Whole thing. Oh, yeah. I was at were, work. Oh, yeah, because you were out in Utah. I was back. I was at work. You were out hanging with uh, Kenny Eggleston? Uh, I didn't see him, and I'm pretty sure he didn't see me. Oh, that's right. You went out there for the Mormons again. You, you haven't paid one single second's worth of attention to this shirt that I've been wearing the whole time, have you? <laughs> I tried polygamy. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. We are a Second Baptist Bar and Grill, which is a br- branch of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Now is serving polygamy porter on tap. <laughs> <laughs> 8,000 pound pro stock diesel trucks. Uh, ben Brunknecker, I, pro- I just slaughtered that, but you'll have that on the big job. Um, getting the wind down there. Richard Webb coming in second. Will Scruggs coming in third. That's the remnants of like uh, Nathan and I were talking, the 2-6 class. That is no more on PPL. So uh, keep on rolling here. 10,000-pound hot farm. Wish I knew these guys because, to me, these are the guys are where the real action is at in this sport anymore is your local hot farm pullers, you know. And uh, Nick Pickerel getting the win down there. Nick Ware coming in second. Hayden Thomas coming in third. Um, yeah, I wish I could say I knew some of the names down there, but some so of them it. are familiar from from uh, appearances at Gordyville yes. uh, over the years. But uh, not that's Nick, probably the Nick only. Nick Ware's place we one see. of them. He's out of Indiana. I know we've seen yeah. him there. Sandifer's. Uh, yep. High choose. Yeah, those are those are some names that jump out, and I know I've seen them, but well, it's only at Gordyville. Well, looks like we just got to get down south a little more for polls. We do. I'm I'm good with that. Travel time. All right, roll into Saturday afternoon. Eighty-five hundred pound pro farm tractors. You validate parking. Of course we do. Tyler Eppers getting the win. Oh, beer. Nick Sireman getting the second place win. Royce McGowan getting third. Another class just not familiar with. You know, I know I'm going to get into this topic later on, but I really wish Michigan had a pro farm class and a hot farm class that was bigger than what we have. You know, I mean, what we have are kind of half-assed versions, to say the least, you know. Yeah, we've got our own our own version of it that it works here, 
but it doesn't correlate to anything you anywhere. You can't travel anywhere no, with it. No, nowhere. 6,200-pound light limited super stocks. Jamie Barger getting the win. Second win for him this season. He's, having a, he's season. having a good winner. Oh, tough running tractor, too. And one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Got a chance to talk to him in Gordyville. And just a really great guy. Jerry Sipes coming in second. And uh, Jordan Spiegelberg coming in third. John Anderson. Man, what a turnaround on his run there. Getting the fourth place win. I believe that was with uh, color covered in red. The Elky. And... Uh, Bottom of class uh, with uh, Little Angry coming in 13th. Andy Pruitt in the seat coming in 8th. Uh, Mark Filatro, another tough run in New Holland and uh, great tribute he his son his did. His son did, yeah. That was awesome. So uh, great to see that on the Can Survive uh, tractor. Scott Spiegelberg scratch. I do believe that would have probably been White Mare being it was Scott in the seat. Don't again. Don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, we can speculate all we want. Lord knows that. Are we confident in saying it was one of the tractors out of the stables with a five nine in it? Yes. Okay. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Because detonator isn't a five nine. No, it is not. <laughs> uh, Jason Comer. Well, we got. If you're loose with the rounding on the math, it is, but it's not commonly identified that way. <laughs> Uh, Jason Comer coming in last, but uh, God, that had been a tough ride hopping the seat old yeller. I don't know. Brian Lively had the perfect comment on the family being able to be there and do that, that horsepower is the best therapy any of us knows. And I think we would all agree yeah. when, when we're really hurting, yeah, we want to be around our family, but to be around our bigger family, our extended family and do what we love to do and kind of set that aside, even for for 15 seconds when you from green flag to red flag that's worth a, a lot of anything else that you could do and you know i got you got to mention i don't know if you saw the video out there or not when old yeller backed up to the sled everybody in this place stood up sro yep and uh that was uh i know i got chills watching it and it just goes fine to show. tribute just goes to show what a great sport we have, what great fans we have, and what great members we have of this pulling family. So let's uh, keep on rolling here. 12,000-pound hot farm tractors. Brandon Glenn getting the win. Um, Kevin Stumer coming in second, and Steve Rice coming in third. I do believe those were all John Deere's coming in the top of that class. 12,000. Boy, is anybody shocked by that? Right. 9,500-pound limited pro stock tractors. Oh, God. My favorite. Don't even go there. <laughs> Steve Blusima knows enough to pull that. Come on. Not my problem. You want light stuff. I'm a fat guy. I guess that's why I like 4.1. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anything to deal with light. I don't drink my beer light. I don't eat light food. <laughs> so... Uh, Larry Steinman getting the win. a bad time to remind him of his love affair with Cheez-Ix and the light super. <laughs> hey, remember? Mr. Engineer's being really, really quiet. Is your soundboard broken? <laughs> no, just him. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I showed you the picture. Mike Cheezik. I talked to him. He was at the truck stop in Wadhams, just west of here, about five miles he was in a blue truck with Cheezik on the side. He said his name was Mike. I go, hey, could you be on the radio show? 
Yeah, sure. You need to change the prescription <laughs> on those glasses. It's a Swift driver. Oh. That explains why he pulled headfirst into the spot instead of backing in. <laughs> <laughs> Something about a boss coming there to help him get out in the morning. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> we need all the help we can get. <laughs> right. So what were we talking about again? Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? Oh, only the best. At least 244, 222 of you think it's pretty good. Last week. Yeah. That was the highest show we ever had. What was different about that show, Nick? Do you, do you remember a difference between that show and this one? You know, it was the only show that we've done yet where there wasn't this weird annoying sound in my ear. <laughs> Did it sound like this? Yes, there it is again. <laughs> I'm glad we could get the duct tape residue off his headphones because we had to shim that thing so damn tight to fit it on Nate's head. It wasn't even right. Yeah, it's right, you know. Nobody messing up my hairdo. <laughs> All right, we were talking a little bit. spent a bro. long time working on the hair and then he hit the hair. <laughs> You need to spend a little more time on it and quit. Uh, I think the Jerry curl went out about 30 years ago, so sorry. <laughs> I'd have to get a lot longer for me to be able to do that. <laughs> so 9,500-pound uh, limited pro tractors. Larry Steinman getting the win. Justin Wagler coming in second. Brad Hartman coming in third. Steve Busima getting fourth and ninth with his tractors. Uh, God, they're tough running, but... Uh, Looking by the distance on uh, the ninth place pull for him, he didn't have a good day. No, something terminal broke. Ooh. Well, you'll have that on the big jobs. Hi, how you doing? You want to say hi? <sighs> Finally get a woman in the studio with us, and she runs away. Go figure. Not, that's no surprise. <laughs> Gee, she ran away from the three of us. Imagine that. <laughs> I'd run away from us, too, if I saw us coming the other way. Yeah, that's why we don't look at each other. We just stare straight ahead and go, huh? Keep my eyes on the computer screen. All right. I guess we got to keep rolling here because, well, I guess we got to keep talking tractor pulling, too. 6,200-pound pro stock trucks. Jackie Carson getting the win. Uh, Jamie Kincaid coming in second. Brad Cal Fowler coming in third. Another class just not familiar with, and uh, I'm sure we'll get more familiar with it now that we're getting uh, kind of broadening our horizons. That's part of the fun of this show is uh, getting out there and seeing some of these different classes. Coomer's in there as well, Tamitha driving the top yeah, gun. Yeah, I saw yeah. that just as I closed it. Um. Saturday evening pull results start right back off with the 6200 pound pro stock trucks Brad Fowler getting the win uh Jackie Carson second Jamie Kincaid coming in third and uh Tabitha Coomer getting the getting in uh number five there so getting into the finals for the night there so great to see that gotta be happy the top five finish at the uh Murfreesboro pull after everything that went on with the family uh, 7,000 pound super stock tractors. Jay Fuca getting the win. The tracks is back, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, 
David Everman coming in second. Uh, Kevin Essesary coming in third. Randy and Kent Payne getting back-to-back runs there. Uh, don't know what was going on there. Normally very good top runners in that class. Kent doing every indoor pull this winter. He probably, no, he's not the only one, but he's he's one of a very small few so far to be at every event. He's doing a lot of traveling this winter, and hell, I can't blame him. The pulling season is too short as it is. Actually, no, he is the only one because the other names I was thinking of weren't at Cloverdale, so he's it. He's been to all of them. Yeah. One-man show coming out of hey. West Indiana there with the, the Super Rooster. Unfortunately, he didn't do can't do what Travis Schlebach did. No. Well, no. No, he can't. But he can get two out of three because he's entered at Farm Show. Technically, yeah. If he would have got a good run here, he still could have gone three for three, but he would have missed Cloverdale. So, still got to be happy with the run with Super Rooster there. Gosh. I'm, I'm honestly surprised he was so far back in the pack. I don't know. Uh, maybe it hurts him to be down at 7,000 going against the 65 Elkie guys. He's not used to pulling that light anyway. It's typically an 8,000 or 8,200 tractor. Yeah. Uh, 8,000 Pro Farm tractors. Tyler Epler's getting the win down there. Justin Shireman coming in second. And uh, Keith Race coming in third. Shireman right up where we'd expect to see him after, you know, he run see him run down in Gordyville and that and another tough running tractor coming out of Indiana 8,000 pro stock trucks Austin and Kevin Flukes getting the win Hannah Davidson coming in second and Will Scruggs coming in third uh, I know Nathan probably would be able to tell us more about all these trucks but hey we're tractor guys he's not here and we even bribed him yeah he he was supposed to be here so sorry you're just gonna have to He's just going to have to wear the sidetracked uh, mascot costume now. Yep. So be it. 9,300-pound Super Farm class. Uh, Colby Kantz coming in first. Greg Freeze coming in second. David Spry coming in third. Kind of surprised how that class shook out. Not going to lie. I don't know. I I don't follow the... The guys down in the, the Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama area closely as I, I, I did for a while, but uh, they've been kind of off my radar the last few years. For See, I've dove headfirst into that more than I have. I'll be honest, PPL is a weak spot for me. So, well, A lot of these guys are coming out of the NTPA side too down there. Yep. 9,500-pound uh, limited pro, tra- pro stock tractor. Steve Busma getting the win. Uh, Brad Hartman coming in second. And Larry Steinman coming in third, but it's got to hurt hitting the finals. And uh, we have two disqualifications. I'd like to see class. numbers on what those guys were doing, where oh, they went out, or what, whatever that, they did, dropped the weight. I don't know. That has to hurt. Yeah. You know. Uh, but that's, those are the rules. Yep. Them's the rules. 6,200-pound light limited super stocks. Eddie Sharp getting the win. John Anderson coming in second. And Jamie Barja pulling a third out there. Wow, what a tightly contested class. I mean, the top three tractors are within one foot of each other on a very, very tough running track. Uh, who else is standing out? Uh, Jordan Spiegelberg down the bottom of the pack. Uh, Mark Filitro coming out with a ninth. And uh, Melissa Pruitt coming in 12th. 12,000 pound hot farm tractors. Nick Pickerel. 
getting the win in that class. And uh, Nick Ware coming in second. Randy Simmons coming in third. That is in the non-cut tire class. Then the cut tire class, James Hunt getting the win. Brandon Glenn coming in second. And Jake Hinson coming in third. And that wraps up Murfreesboro 2016. That's the story. One other thing in the news that, that really popped up on the radar this morning, and no one knows what's going to happen with this deal at all as far as it affects pulling. But longtime sponsor of the uh, NFMS Championship Tractor Pole, Syngenta Corporation was bought, or they announced the deal, by uh, ChemChina, the, the Chinese National Chemical Corporation, for $43 billion announced this morning. Oh, yes, we make less chemical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't that involved with the sport at this particular level back in 1999 when they announced the deal between Novartis and AstraZeneca to, to spin off Syngenta as it was, and, and, and the deal kept alive with sponsoring the the CTP. My understanding, and again, it's very, the, the story isn't even really, it's just now 12 hours old, is that uh, ChemChina will assume uh, leadership positions on the board, but the management st structure at Syngenta will be unchanged. So there's probably a, at least a 50-50 chance that Syngenta will carry on, and, and it may even carry on under that trade name, at least here in the U.S., and hopefully still sponsoring the tractor. And hopefully let's, still sponsoring Let's talk about what really yeah. matters with this whole deal. <laughs> well, and, and here's here's a reason. For, let me give you a reason for hope. A year ago, the same company, ChemChina, purchased Pirelli, and Pirelli has an exclusive deal with Formula One to supply tires for the Formula One series, and they've extended that deal. So there's um, probably no reason to, to really doubt that they'll continue. You know, one thing I just pulled up, uh, pulloff.com. Go on there, if you guys, if you haven't been on there, the great forum there. And you know what? I kind of do want to speculate on this one, Cheez-Ix. Third light limited super stock. Yeah, there's uh, the rumor's been dropped that they're going to come out with a third one. Certainly know, we certainly know the resources are there. How thin can you stretch a one Brian Korth? Uh, well, <laughs> probably, I'm going to say 10 years ago, the same question might have been asked. How far could you stretch a... a uh, John Evans out of the Roberts team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good boy. <laughs> it seemed like he was on everything except for one tractor that was Tim Howells, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, true. So that's the only thing I really saw that popped up in the news. That I don't know. Does Brian really look like Gumby? He might stretch a long way. I don't know. He's going to put more miles on the freaking... Uh, Four-wheeler getting driven back to the track and city will go down the track. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, pulls coming up. Like we said, nothing coming up next week. No. Uh, basically, the best we got is uh, Louisville. Yeah, we're... That little pull down there in Kentucky they do every once in a while. It's, I, you know, decades of something that goes on in a building nobody uses for anything else anymore. They, I guess they used to play basketball in there. They do basketball in Kentucky? Uh, I heard that's a thing. That's for uh, Bobby Knight coached, right? Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> I just pissed off a bunch of Kentucky people, and I pissed off a whole shitload of Hoosiers. <laughs> I kind of liked his V-neck sweater better than what's-his-name uh, Patino and his tailored suits. <laughs> I think we know where all the NCAA money's going. Right. Why don't they have NCAA 
tractor pulling. And if that hasn't made everybody mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can carry on to the football front, too, if you really want to get mad. No, I don't care about, I don't care about them. So, uh, <sighs> boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. So, uh, I think that'll do it for now as far as our news and all that. Uh, once again, get a hold of us, shoot us a message on Facebook or via the website. I hope you know it by now. If you don't, guess what? I will repeat it again. Or you can. You didn't do this last week. I had to do all this. AP at sidetrackpulley.com is the email address. Like us, follow us, share us on Facebook. Please do. And with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to have a special guest on here, uh, Mr. Jake Shepard coming in. We got some unique topics, not directly focusing on any one class, but uh, very relevant topics nonetheless. But we'll get back to you after a word from our sponsors. Have you ever been waiting in the staging lanes to pull and had that rumbling in your stomach? Find you parked too far from the port of johns in the pits? Going down the road and can't quite make it? Well, thanks to Pedal to Metal, it's no longer an issue. Our newest design for pullers from Pedal to the Metal, the new Portastool slash Pulling Hitch Combo, will be there for you. Made a 2-inch solid stock, easily the strongest, most sturdy Portastool on the market. Able to handle them huge behinds. Fully adjustable with over 18 inches of adjustment in half-inch increments just by removing two pins. Makes hitch height changes quick and easy allowing you to change height for class or for the most comfort for personal use. Seat and hitches are available in whatever color you desire, so you can customize to your vehicle. Just another way, Pedal of the Metal is making pulling life easier. All right, and we're back with Sidetrack and Arms with Armstead and Poche. Uh, guest in studio with us today, Jake Shepard joining us. Uh, Jake, why don't you say hi to everybody out there in Fairyland? Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to come here and talk with you guys and have a beer. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll go ahead and open it All if right. you need well, to. Well, we will uh, We'll get the first cherry pop, I guess. Here's I like beer. <laughs> it makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. <sighs> Tastes good. So Tastes like another. Right? I think we need to have more, but that's beside the point. I got to quit saying that so much. That's another topic. But uh, So we got three topics we really want to get into here tonight, and one kind of leads in another. And, Jake, one of the reasons we brought you in here is youth and pulling. You know, I mean, you look at the numbers I know locally we see in the sport. Average age is 45, 50 years old, <laughs> if not more. And uh, I know there's a few select of us. I'm 27. You're right about the same age as me. Oh, I'm younger. Let's not get it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> younger, dumber, and uh, yeah, well, we're not going to finish yeah. that one out. You <laughs> <laughs> don't make me feel like the senior citizen in the room. Oh, but you are. I know. <laughs> so, youth and pulling. What's going on here? Why, why is there not an influx of youngsters, you know, so to speak? Like you saw, you know, in the heyday where you'd see somebody 35, 40 years old out there running, you know, a decent running tractor. What's happened? 
Well, I think the big thing is uh, a lot of urbanization. Obviously, we've lost a lot of that farm folk. But uh, the biggest thing, I think, is money. That's uh, what's the cheapest class here in Thumb. We're talking like a $20,000 six farm class. And who really wants to drive those that's 25 years old? We're talking uh, kids that grew up on a farm. But besides that, we're talking super farm is the next closest class, I guess, that you could actually expand on. And we're talking hundred plus thousand dollars, and we just can't justify that. We're coming out of school, we're getting told in eighteen years old, coming out of high school, that hey, you need a four-year degree. You're going to go spend a hundred thousand dollars, and then go in debt plus go tractor pulling. It's a, it's kind of a pipe dream, I guess. It certainly was for me. That's you know, I, I grew up thinking that way too, and and was always coached, you know, go to school, get your degree, have a successful job, and things can happen for you. And and I did that. Got the bachelor's degree, went to work. Um, there's some other extenuating circumstances that got in the way there, but it was at one time I had a farm all in in my yeah, garage that getting stripped out. Yeah, you up pretty oh, bad. God. We weren't going to talk. <laughs> Those records are sealed. There's, there's HIPAA laws. What's the matter with you? Uh, yeah, but then the other thing comes down to time because we want to be successful. We want to do that stuff, so we're taking away from the time to enjoy our hobbies, and then we grow to have families, and it's just a like I said, pipe dream. It just falls to the wayside. That's what really stopped it for me. I you know, had that M that I was going to turn into a six farm puller, and then we started having kids. Done. End of story. And I mean, I'm I'm a prime example of somebody right now, twenty seven year old, twenty seven years old, married, got one kid, and I'm trying to make my way pulling, plus announcing, plus now doing a podcast, and point blank to build a six farm puller, which for those of you who aren't from. Michigan don't understand what we're talking about. Basically, a Division Three NATPA tractor, but with no age limit on it. Just sixty-five horse or less from the factory. Do pretty much whatever you want to it within reason. No RD motors and red ones, and right. you know, no big Waukesha's. But you know, fairly liberal rules as far as getting stuff done, but very similar to NATPA. Um, point blank, I got a farm all four sixty. I paid four, three grand for it. I got four into it as of right now. For me to do a motor out of a C301, which is what I'm limited to, I'm looking at minimum of $10,000 with me and uh, another gentleman doing all the work other than crank. We're doing the boring and all that. And it's it makes it very difficult to do anything. And especially for a class that, point blank, I'm the youngest guy in the class by, what, 30 years? No. Uh, with one exception, yeah. Probably, yeah, you're pretty close to 40 years old, uh, 40 different, so that's uh, that's going to be about the... I mean, other than Lance Roseski, I... Lance and J- James Hunt, those are probably the, yeah. Yeah, the three of you are the, James, the yeah. three are you, the other young guys, and that's all. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 30, 25, 30 years minimum. I mean, Doug Zeal's the next one I can think of closer. He's in his mid-40s, years. I think. Or... No, he's mid-50s. Oh, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. He's like the age of my dad, and that's uh, not saying his age or anything. Sorry, he's Ray. Been, he's been 25 for like 25 years, I guess. That's what he claims. Happy 50th, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, we'll get this even better. We're going on 51, so oh, oh. yeah. Coming over top of the hill. I, I was going to take your the trucks bullet for you, but... <laughs> Oh, no. It's okay. Uh, pretty sure he'll be sleeping when I get home, so it's no big deal. Yeah, but he goes, who are you going to have on that podcast mm-hmm. today? So... He oh, must yeah. already disowned you. I, I, it happens. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think he disowned me yet. <laughs> he hasn't listened to this. <laughs> no, exa- yeah, we're we're talking tomorrow. Maybe he disowns me. But no, really, we need to become. Uh, we need to step. I think the biggest thing is the money that really comes evolved with it. We need to become like a little more economical on the money wise because it's obviously a dollar is a dollar. 
uh, yeah, with like China's dollar sign going down, ours going up, but it still costs money to do it. And a guy can choke down ten grand a lot better versus twenty to forty thousand dollars. Like, uh, like you, Andrew, you could justify a ten to fifteen thousand dollar purchase versus a fifty thousand dollar purchase. Yeah, and I think that's the name of the game. And it's, we're kind of going to roll two topics in together here. And, you know, I, it's sometimes it's really hard to keep topics separated. But these go hand-to-hand. The cost of pulling, point blank, has got outrageous, even in the basic classes. Because motor technology has progressed so far. And there's guys out there like the Josh Blackborns, the Gary Bakers, in the antique world that are doing great things with motors, but it costs money. And you're seeing horsepower numbers you've never seen before. And point blank, if you're a young guy trying to make, you know, trying to be competitive, you got to spend the money to make the horsepower. It is just not feasible. So what do you do? Do you step back to a little local brush pull and be happy there? Well, that ain't always the case. That's why I jumped up from the local brush club to a state level club. And then again, now I guess what? Where do you want to be? Yeah, it really comes down to that. That's the uh, that's the big kicker. It um, like with me, I've grown up in tractor pulling. Obviously, uh, my dad ran the pulling sled there with garden tractors, and then he stepped up to mini rods. And uh, like I've known Jim all my life, and I've been around it. Uh, the, I guess the first story I know about tractor pulling is uh, being a baby in the car seat and them dropping a drive shaft and driving home in four wheel drive in order to get home for the evening so they could work on it. And it was the farm truck and. With forty thousand to fifty thousand dollar trucks now, we just can't justify that. I can't, at least as a business guy. No, and I'm glad you brought up the involvement you and your dad have had with the garden tractor circuit. Certainly, it has been a feeder of people into the big time pulling. But, and correct me if I'm wrong, it does seem like the people who are really successful in garden tractor pulling never leave. They wind up staying there and doing NQS and being involved on on a much higher level but they just stay within the quarter scale world. It doesn't translate. Yep. Yeah. I guess as my dad would say, I got the itch to go pulling and, and you can't get rid of it after you've developed it, after you've grown like I have into it. It's just, it's something you just can't give up. It's another way of life. And the family you build into it is the big thing that that's the big kicker. And you just can't walk away from that. No. And that, you know, that's, that's a good point there. You know, is it, it we've stressed it so much here is it's a pulling family, you know, Charles and I have become really good friends you know, you and I have become really good friends. I mean, you showed up for the diaper party for my son, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, we didn't know each other that well at the time, but you know, we had communicated that and Charles, well, we didn't tell him it was for the free pizza, was it? Uh, and the beer. The oh, beer. okay. Yeah. Well, Come on, let's too. be honest. Yeah. The beer. <laughs> there was beer. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. missed out. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't make it to that. I don't yep. know why, but, um, you know, it's like you said, Charles, it seems like what used to be a feeder, the garden tractors up into the bigger tractor world, so to speak, in the early 2000s, that's gone away. It's the mm-hmm. guys are staying there because guess what? You can go buy a half-ton pickup for dirt cheap and throw the damn tractor in the back of the truck and go to the next event. It's not a big deal. If it breaks, you're not out anything. It's not a major expense. You know. Exactly. We had like a... $2,000 into my garden tractor, you can actually choke two grand down. Uh, you can look at it kind of as a dispensable income, but to dump 20 grand on some of the stuff to start out, it goes, well, at $20,000, I'm going to be a midder in a truck, or do I bite the bullet and spend 60 grand and be a competitive 2.5 truck? It, it really comes down to dollar sign and what you're able to do and what you can justify. And with me at my point, I'm 
at some point I obviously look to have a family and kids and oh, you just can't yeah I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> well, we've all all of us in this room have reproduced and have society they, hasn't tilted off its axis yet. So have kids they say it'll be fun they say. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cheaper to have a pulling truck or to have a uh, child? That's the next pulling question. Truck. Oh, pulling okay. truck. Pulling truck. Pulling truck. All right, let me get my notepad out here. Note to self: pulling truck. Pulling truck doesn't blow out its diaper full of shit at 12 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you got to change and wash the kid up. No, you just have a bad North Branch. <laughs> how long How long before NTPA or some of these groups adopt the NHRA diaper rule on the engine? It's the same thing. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, I can honestly say... I've yeah, never, but you could take a power washer to the engine. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I can say I've never stepped in poop at 6 a.m. from a pulling truck. Yeah. <laughs> But you have looked at it. You've never uh, gone diesel truck pulling down in Washington Courthouse, Ohio, then. <laughs> the only problem is when you have some bad North Branch experience, but we won't bring up because that's just hard feeling still. I, I, I won't say a word. <laughs> yeah, I won't say anything about throwing a rod at North no. Branch. <laughs> hate oh. when that happens. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah. forget we do not pull any punches here. We, uh, we no. call, call a spade a spade, so to speak. I think but. somewhere if I dig in my Facebook, I could find the video of that. No. Oh, well, oh. <laughs> Let's not bring back those are those are like flashbacks for me. Stop whining. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's the big key. What is the perfect scenario for uh, like Andrew and I? We talked the other night for uh, shoot. I think it was an hour and a half on the phone. And, Probably. But we. But what is the perfect scenario in having this? Where do you step to? Um, as like some is, they're almost in between like a, uh, a Wolverine pullers and. A brush pulling, they kind of have that awkward center section. It's kind of like the middle child, I guess you'd say. Yeah, they certainly got the professionalism of, of, of everything down. Loyal, devoted competitors, a great fan base, and but it's gone beyond just being thumb. It's a statewide type deal now. Yep, so I guess do you take the step up or do you take a step down to pull some more people in? Because you can see, obviously... Um, just from like 2008 to now, obviously we had that recession and whatnot. But you look at the numbers of the pullers, it's it's dropped significantly. It has. It's not what it was. No. It, no, and we'll get we'll keep diving in with the cost of pulling here right now. The the class point blank that's billed by thumb as being the most economical class right now is the 10,000 pound farm class. Oh yeah, and it's going to become the most competitive class, obviously oh, showing absolutely. showing I mean, with that. Great number growth. I mean, we started out with 12, we're up to what about 14 or 16, uh, 17 yeah. tractors now. Yeah, and I think there might be even two, three, four more yet again this year. Yeah. yeah. And it's an exciting class because there's not there's there's variation, but there's still not that huge gap that you see in a lot of classes. Yeah. But, I mean, you're looking at a tractor weighing in at 10,000 pounds. Okay. It's not a matter of gra grabbing the half-ton truck, throwing a trailer behind loading a 6,000-pound truck or tractor on, you know, to go pulling. So now you got to invest three-quarter ton, one-ton trucks. Let's, let's just pull out numbers as if you didn't own anything. Okay? I'm a young guy. I'm going to go buy a used half-ton or three-quarter ton truck. You're spending for a decent one. Gas, you're spending ten to fifteen. Diesel, uh, you know how the price of those '98 Dodges are going, uh, Adam Higgins. Oh God! <laughs> if you want a diesel right now, hang on your ass because everybody just thinks depends they on got whether or not he gets mine. his mail on his doorstep or someone <laughs> else's. Nine houses down. 
and shining <laughs> a flashlight on them and not getting the cops called. I think that's more of, I don't know if I'm impressed or surprised by that. You know what would have cured that problem? Having it delivered Finishing the truck last year. <laughs> oh, boy. No, that was for the Jetta. <laughs> Oh, I was yeah, for the Jetta. Yeah, part. that was for the Jetta. Oh, for, something that, that, for something that we lied about EPA numbers on, which cost even more money, I'm sure. Uh, wait, were these the Snapchat video Jetta parts? Maybe, yes, yes. Backstroke, uh, yeah, some of those ones. Yeah, it was We're not going to divulge no, yeah. into... S- I don't want to hear what's on Snapchat. It just gets everybody into <laughs> oh, trouble. Oh, you missed oh, out. No, you no missed. I didn't. Jake was in prime shape. <laughs> I wasn't even intoxicated. It was the best part. Oh, I could tell. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You drank a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was everybody else. I don't know where all the uh, the alcohol disappeared to, though. So, anyway, so you're spending figure. Let's stay. We got a gas truck. You're spending ten thousand dollars on what? An 03 Chevy three quarter ton HD. Okay, plenty heavy enough to haul that around. I don't have a trailer. Guess what? I'm spending six seven grand for a used gooseneck. Yeah, for a rusted out gooseneck, probably. So right now, before I even touch the track, I've got. 15,000 probably in a tractor, not a competitive tractor, but a tractor to be out on the track and not make a complete fool out of myself. And then I've got roughly the same amount into a truck and trailer. Without plates and insurance or anything like that, yeah, too. That, yeah. That's not plates and insurance. That's not fuel. That's not hook fees. No, yeah. That's, that's not breakage. $30,000 to go pull. I understand, yes, you can break down the trailers, got to use yada, yada, yada. But for somebody who's just starting out in the sport, $30,000. To go play. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a hell of an, an entry fee. It is. And that's where my thought process kind of tees off a little bit is it's a common American precept. And everything I've heard everyone around this table, myself included, say always begins with somebody, me, I. Not saying it's right or wrong, but are we at the tipping point that... Quite honestly, the European pulling circuits, whether it's from farm stocks all the way through the ETPC, reached a long time ago that the idea of the lone wolf, the individual being able to do it on their own is gone. And maybe we're at the point where you do have teams where it's eight, nine, ten guys who are enthusiasts all go in on one or two pulling vehicles themselves and pool their resources. No, everybody doesn't. The same guy doesn't get to drive every night or be the crew chief every night. But at least you're involved. You get the seat time. You get to strap the helmet on. Maybe we're there at least at the bigger levels because of the cost. Well, there's another point I've been wanting to bring up is you look at NTPA pullers. The main thing you see on the tractor is the name of the tractor and the paint scheme. You got the little stickers on the side, whether it's Edelbrock, MSD, you know, you run off the gamut of all the little sponsors that are on there. Then you go to PPL. And PPL has done this, and then it's something that actually that the Europeans are Europeans good at too. Have been doing it for years. Where the sponsor name is part of the name of the pulling vehicle, and oh yeah, like Tonka Speed, Kentucky the and all that. Yeah, yeah like like with Speedco, oh, yeah. the Tonka Kentucky, and all of these guys, the Speedco Dirt Slinger. PPL is doing it, but it's not their idea. They stole it from Europe. You know, and all our, these tractors for years that have had had a sponsor name all right, in front get, of the we're getting name. sidetracked. This is the name of it, and this is what goes on. Welcome to it, Jake. Yeah, oh, thanks. You know. thanks for having me again. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty cool in this dungeon, I guess we'd call it. <laughs> it's a one-half radio, one radio plaza. Exactly. Perfect. Don't even go there. <laughs> but uh, A nondescript bunker located somewhere in the confines of Fort Gratiot Township. So maybe what we're looking at now is, hey, we need to push harder for sponsorships. Yeah, I, I guess that's uh, 
But the problem is, we're as Americans, we're so competitive, and we don't want to kind of give up our own self pride. To uh, we don't. To, yeah, that's that's we the don't. big thing, and that's 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 the biggest thing that I can see. Because you look at even motorcycle racing. I guess it's not the same comparison, but you look at how long privateers Still went along. Still got a motor. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and it's all competitive. But you look at how long privateers came on till like what the mid '80s, and then they went to factory Yamaha. And now we're looking yeah. at Alpine Stars, all the basis of stuff, and. Where where do you stop? We just I guess saw a side of uh, Jake that we never knew existed. Uh, what you guys didn't know is my dad used to race quads back in the day, along with my uncle. No, so, I, uh, yeah. I actually did know that. Yeah. See, you had chance more to drink beer with Ray than I have. Well, so. that's because no. so showing my age, Ray's a little <laughs> bit more my cohort than Jake actually is. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely it. But uh, but yeah, it's it, that's where I guess. Where do we go to? What do, what do you do with tractor pulling? Or where do you do with the younger generations? How do we get us back involved? I guess the only the really the younger generations that you see out there is guys like that uh, that had a father figure or somebody that has a dang good hard uh, drive to to go pulling. Like even Adam, the, we'll just use him as an example. Um, I've heard it multiple That's times. That's a really that, bad example. But I've no, heard for, it his, <laughs> for his point, actually, it's a perfect one. It is. It really it is, is it because really uh, is. we talked to I've, I've, Obviously, Adam and I have become really good friends and whatnot, but you start talking, uh, you bring... Thank you, Andrew. But uh, but you start you start bringing him over to like our, our area, and you invite him to go pulling and whatnot, and he goes, man, you, got, you and your dad have a hell of a connection. Like, mm, I guess I've never looked at it that way. He goes, no, I don't have anybody that's interested in pulling my, my uncle. He kind of pulled back in the day, kind of got me into it, and then I, he steps into it to a street legal class, and now he's building a 2.5. I'm not real sure when it's supposed to get done or anything. I've never seen it. Well, yeah, rumors. <laughs> is, but, you know, his, his story is actually very similar to mine in that sense. I didn't have any – I didn't know anybody growing up in this sport. It was just something that I saw when I was really young and loved, and it took until after the college thing when I acquired all that debt that I am still haven't paid off – to get to a point where, and it's taken 15 years of building this up to where I have the involvement level that I do, it's just not from inside a crash helmet. And I hate, I love what I do in the sport, don't get me wrong, but I'm the biggest frustrated puller you're ever going to find. And I'm old enough now and self-analytical to say that if, if I ever am a part of a pulling operation and get seat time, it's never going to come from my own means. It's going to come from participation in the team type of structure that exists with some of the PPL teams and what they do in Europe. Oh, yeah, it, it, it definitely makes a uh, change, uh, I guess, from us with the two-wheel drives. You see it, uh, Petro's, and it, just as Petro's aspect, uh, you got five trucks out there, and you get three guys, three different drivers that get to go see the track, and you get five shots at making a pass. Us, with the other aspect, it's, uh, well, it's not just my dad and I. I can't t- we can't take any credit to it, but then you got my Uncle Brian and Bill, that gives us another opportunity. We get to definitely, you get a huge opportunity to go tr- beat the truck that obviously pulled in front of you. You might beat us the first time. You're probably not going to beat us the second time, yeah. as, as as the theory goes with my father and all. But give us a second shot. You're not going to get around us. Yeah. And, you know, something, Jake, you brought up, and I might step on some toes here. I don't care. Um, the younger generation that we are seeing being active in it, come from them big farms oh yeah the yeah big money already out there 
we're point blank. You're kind of riding daddy's shirt tail because I want to go play. Or, or a big business, whether it's farming yeah. or anything else. Mm-hmm. And, and they can treat that as a tax write-off. And, and kind of fell into it, it. Exactly. That's and it's, and that's, not, that's not a unique thing in the sport of pulling. That's in circle track racing. That's in drag racing. That's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely comes. It's, it's connection-based is the big thing. Uh, even if you don't have a dad into it, if you can build that connection with somebody else, you're going to get seat time at some point. And yeah. And it's it's great. It, like I liked it. I I love pulling. Obviously, um, like my girlfriend says, you, you and Adam talk about pulling. Or we went to the uh, pink there, but shoot, a couple months ago I think it was when uh, yeah we need when to I, redo when that I, again. Soon. <laughs> when I first introduced her to you guys, because I was a little scared, a little hesitant at first, but uh, <laughs> no, she goes justifiably so. She goes, you got you four guys glow when you start talking about pulling. It's like <laughs> yeah, we're like little kids. That's it. We, it's something you love. You show a passion to it. So uh, what do you do to correct it? Is I guess is a big thing. And uh, from my aspect to it, like when Andrew and I talked, it we got to take a step back. I think I think the bro- brush guys need to take a step back in pulling and. As much as that hurts, and it, obviously you'll get hate mail on it uh, on this topic, but which when reminds you... me, uh, get a hold of us on Facebook at uh, Sidetrack <laughs> with Armstead and Post, or uh, I can shoot us an email at ap at sidetrackpulling dot com, and uh, put in the subject uh, Jake Shepard's an idiot, and we will know exactly no, what you're talking. about. I don't think about. I don't think he is an idiot. I think he's hit no, on something. He's, he's 100%. not right on the money. We said this, and I forget what show it was a few weeks ago. That we we believe in our estimation that the best drivers you're going to find are to go to an NATPA poll and watch the antiques do it, and you will also probably not find a more rabid competitive base, and there is no crowd, there is nobody watching. It's not cheap, but it's certainly cheaper than the big leagues. But those guys have all made their peace with that. They swallowed their pride, and they're just doing it because. It's there, and they're going to do it anyway. There's no prize money or relatively little. Most of it is just for straight bragging rights, and they will come up with some of the craziest stuff and, and go to some extreme lengths to make it happen. Oh, yeah, and especially when you get that older generation, you get that definitely that die hard. Here we go. I'm going to go prove my Moline's going to outpull uh, Andrew's case. That's that's about how it's going to work, even no. though I'm a red guy. Let, let's Carmel. be serious. Well, no, I it's still a case. It's I'm an not, international. No, I'm not Pat Genuine. <laughs> I don't pull a case. Uh, well, it's still all the same breed, but uh, at, besides that point, it's still 385, comes... it's not the same. Don't even go there, Jake. I'll take you out back right now. Uh, I can run faster <laughs> scared than you can, man. Let's get that point down. <laughs> I like that. That was good. Kid bad, though. <laughs> that was good. We're going to have to make that a drop. <laughs> Boy. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. I'm not carrying a donut. Let's be serious. You're not going to outrun me. <laughs> we got some good drops going on here. No, but I know you're going to be carrying a beer when you're doing it. And that's oh, about the best thing for me. There's, there's an equalizer. <laughs> yeah, well, if it was a Corona, we might be talking. Tuck a marble red behind your no, ear and he'll I... really beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But no, I think... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're 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 veering into sidetracked after dark here. Definitely. Yeah, we can't get there yet. He makes an interesting point. Here's another. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I guess guys, that's that's about the biggest thing I think uh, from it is yeah, you get the the bigger farmers, you get the guys who were involved pulling at a young age. And like you said, uh, some of the best drivers you see are those guys that that do go slower, that can analyze the track. And 
with me growing up in garden tractor pulling, my dad obviously showed us at a young age. And after a certain point, he was just like, you know what? If you're not going to do good, you're not going to do good. I don't know what to tell you. And so he made us learn. And you see a lot of these go-fast classes. You, sometimes you get to drive through the good holes. And you get through the bad holes and whatnot. And you don't have to really analyze the track that much. But really what it comes down to is there's still a lot of track uh, track analyzing and and growing up into it where you're only going three and a half to four mile an hour and then going to a mini rod, you completely forget about that and obviously you get put into a check by uh, by an old man that is your crew chief that tells you to get into the tractor and shut up and go drive it. Here's what you do. Feel it. And uh, if you get in the wrong spot, I don't know what to tell you. Just don't look like an idiot. And that's another fair point that's come up on this show before and it makes some people mad. I see this with particularly... And I'm sorry, guys, I don't mean to pick on you, but it, this, it's you. Shoe fits, wear it. A lot of the younger generation who can afford to jumping into a lot of the diesel truck classes, they come in with this expectation that they should be just killing everybody after their third pull. And it's like, you don't even know how to read a track yet. You have no idea what you're even doing. Oh, yeah. You haven't learned your vehicle. You haven't paid your dues. You haven't earned the right to operate that machine in a way that it can win on a consistent basis. And then they wind up getting discouraged after maybe a season or two, broke some parts and, and the money dried up or what have you, and we never see them again. They, they disappear to either whine about it on social media or maybe go drag racing or something like that. And that's nothing against the drag racing guys, but that's where they, in this area, seem to wind up. Definitely, yeah, I would agree with you there. Um I guess you hit the nail on the head there with the diesel pickup guys. You can definitely take that. I know uh, this is obviously going to hit a hot spot with a lot of the diesel truck guys, but if you look at them, what do we do? We start to build boost, and we sidestep the clutch, and we let the tires burn off. You go to a two-wheel drive, you do that, you're an idiot, and you're going to be 100 foot behind everybody else. Yeah. And, and ground speed, the first 100 foot of ground speed is obviously key, and we, we've had this discussion plenty of times in, around a, a beer table or two. But, yeah, it's, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to driver ability, and you start looking. Now we compare apples to oranges with two-wheel drives and four-wheel drives. But then, okay, so you want to compare apples to apples, go comp- compare the Pro Mod class versus a 2.5 class. Or that, Even though that sucks, uh, I don't mean to call anybody out because, uh, obviously, you guys are out there. You're supporting your organization. You're supporting everybody. You're, you're, you're proud about what you have. But look at that Pro Mod class. Those guys are making so much power at this point in time. At 50 foot, they're coming out of the throttle to just try to get the tires hooked and then roll back into the throttle and hope to God that I still have enough boost to come full throttle with it. And and you don't see that in 2.5. 2.5, where you let the toy, tires boil off and hope to God they hook up. Yeah. It's it's all a learning process that, that everybody has to undertake, but I just don't want the... I don't want the barrier to the young people coming in to be their own pride. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know? It's hard. That is uh, that is one thing I will even say is uh, from showing... I showed animals, obviously, and... Uh, as I grew, as I grew older, obviously I got over that egotistical. I let that guy. joke just go. I, I had so something to I. <laughs> I wasn't going to say hogs, but I figured you guys would take it to a completely different aspect. Here, but, I thought it was goats. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. That's uh, that's exactly what I Jake. like to do. <laughs> I actually, prefer, is that where you got your name from? <laughs> I actually preferred llamas. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> South American. How exotic. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's uh, that is uh, you hit the nail on the head with drivability. And we became, my younger generation, obviously we became extremely egotistical. Um, like I said, showed livestock for a long time. And shoot, I remember my dad, why are you getting so discouraged? Like, well, I didn't win. So you're learning something. 
Like, yeah. and, and the problem is we get so discouraged after a year of pulling. It's like, I've been pulling since I was five. There's aspects of the pulling that I, I've yet to touch, and my dad's forgot more shit than I've ever known. And you're probably you're probably an exception to that rule that you've you've been able to take the patience and, and take the lesson and move forward with it. Oh yeah, a lot of screaming lessons in the roll cage or getting the helmet ripped open. Not that that's a bad thing or anything, but obviously we have to learn from our mistakes. And if we're acting like a complete idiot out there, we need to have that point brought to us. And and the biggest thing is we have this. Uh, I guess as the twenty the millennial generation has this. Andrew is an exception. We have this big ego of. Well, you're not going to tell me how to do this. You're not going to tell me how to do this. I know how to do this. And obviously you're going to fail at some point if you don't take other people's lessons and listen to what they're telling you. And and we come up to this point and we're just, uh, it, it's just astronomical of how many guys that I've ran into that were older, that are not older, like uh, my generation or a little bit older, and they just don't understand. They just, they just can't get past that point of, these guys have been doing this pulling stuff forever and as many long nights as I've had in the garage listening to my Uncle Bill or listening to Dave Coggin or my dad or even Muffy and Terry Joestock and those guys. It's, uh, you listen to some of the experiences can you those guys any have. more names in one spot? <laughs> well, uh, we <laughs> but it gives, it gives him credibility and we actually oh, we, we, feel, we failed to touch on that when we introduced him exactly yeah, we what never he did does. Give, give you a chance to give your background. No, I don't have much. Yeah, you only run a small little... It, it's all it is pick is a up, white you know. pickup. It's a two wheel driver. <laughs> no big deal. Um, it really comes down to once you once you start getting to that point. Like uh, my dad and I had this conversation when we stepped up to the supermod two wheel drive. Is once we get to that point that we can't step back to this uh, grassroots basis, we're done pulling. That's, that's all it comes down to because we started from there. We can't deny our back roots and we can't deny these guys. If guys come up and have a question, I'm more than willing to talk to them. Obviously. Uh, my dad is, is he he'll talk to anybody. As his girlfriend says, you can go to the grocery store and find twenty people to talk to. And I used to get so upset about that when I was sixteen. Go to the grocery store and we spend three hours in there, and you're like, "Why did you talk to that many people?" He's like, "It's the connections you build." Like, uh, never really realized that until you get out of college. That's why my wife won't take me to the mall anymore. <laughs> but you, she you complains guys, all the time about that. You realize that, but I think part of the reason why you've realized that is because his because your dad has pounded that into you. How do you translate to the person who has done what you guys have done and been between the chalk lines at a place like Bowling Green and bring them down off that pedestal a little it, bit? It, it is definitely hard. Um, obviously, we've seen some of that, but it was nice because uh, like our first year down there, we were having we put a, a starter on board, obviously, and we had to adjust the clutch for the starter to work or to drive it. And obviously, we didn't want to look like an idiot out there not having to start. So the clutch came a little sensitive. My hand slipped off the throttle. I lost all the momentum, went back full throttle with it. And then I come back, and I was a little discouraged. My dad's like, oh, you take it with a grain of salt. And he's talking to uh, the, oh, shoot, what's their names now? Uh, the Avalanche trucks and all those. Oh, God. You had to put me on the spot. Yeah, I did. Uh, Feiss. Feisses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's over there talking yep, yep. to them. They're like, um, the the wife there, Terry, she goes, oh, yeah, we had one of those on board, and it just didn't work because we had to set it up to start, or we had to do this. and. And the more you talk to guys, you learn a little bit more about it. But at that point in time, I want to go make sure the truck works. I don't want to have to worry about a starter on board. I want to be able to throw it up on the snout. Let's go pulling. And yep. it's it's nice when you can build that basis when you actually have pullers that are like that. And there's a lot of them that are out there. there. And then you have a lot of them that are even at like some level and whatnot are so arrogant about their stuff. They don't want to talk to you. And they don't even want to come have a beer after the pull. And that's what I love most about stepping up to like uh, 
uh, the state and that kind of level. You build so many connections. All these guys are like one big family. We went to Bowling Green afterwards with all these other Wolverine pullers and Region 2 pullers, and you can go have a beer and you can go talk to them. And yeah, we didn't have the best luck, and it happens. We'll, we'll suck it up and we'll go the next time. Yep. And that's that's one thing that I, I, I love. That's one reason why I can't step away from pulling. It's just the family. You know, you did bring up a good point in there. And are the clubs like Thumb overstepping their bounds? Are they outgrowing their own britches? Are they forgetting their roots and uh, kind of pricing themselves out of competitors? Well, I think that's where I kind of said earlier. It's kind of like that middle child syndrome we have. It's do you take the step back or do you take the step forward? You're going to upset people either way. So what's the less casualty that you're going to have people upset with? And obviously uh, with uh, the numbers, like I said earlier, going down and whatnot, do you do you take a step back to build those numbers back up and be a successful business, I guess, or an entity as you're looking at it? Or do you take the step up and hope that you get enough west side gain, or east side gain versus the west side gain? And the problem at that aspect is now we're looking at competing with near pass, track boss, uh, Bauer, who, where's the limit? And obviously those guys are going to, like most polls are going to stick to the basis that they know of. Well, Near Pass puts on a good show. Track Boss puts on a good show. Bauer puts on a good show. Who the hell are these guys? Well, I think they've been very successful as far as that goes. When it comes to when it comes to speaking globally on a sanctioning body level, they've been very successful at booking programs. I believe their price point is right from a promoter's aspect. I get it's, to see it, it at where a puller's aspect. That's the worst that's, part about that's it. The so. fl- that's the flip side of the equation, though. It, if it's being driven over the top, that isn't TTPA's fault. No, no, it's not. That's the pullers in those classes' fault. Yep, yeah, oh, I agree oh, 100%. Because, I, like I said, I grew up in Thumb. I, grew, that was, I have a lot of people that I call second dad and second moms around there, um, like Jim and Sue. But And I grew up with their children. They're the same age bracket as I am, and I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Thumb dismember or go broke or whatever aspect that they have the opportunity to because anybody can go broke at any point in time if they don't have the viewership and I don't want to see that happen I want to see it build and if without a generation like myself or Andrews or even yours we're going to lose that we're not going to have the we're not going to have that viewership because these guys that are 65 to 70 years old or even 50 at some point they're going to think about quitting they are and who's going to fill their spot yeah, absolutely. And that. without an economical class like uh, like Andrew and I talked about the other night, it's just it's just not going to happen. And because you're not going to have that filling spot, you're not going to be able to build that itch. You know, and that that's it. What what are we going to do as far as an economical class? I mean, the Tractor Guys Ten Farm is economical. I'm not going to lie. You know, four hundred ten cubic inch limit, three twenty eight fifty RPMs, three LM. Or TO4 box stock turbo, you know, very bare bones, basic chassis, very easily set up and done. And uh, what do you do to to uh, get away with, you know, truck guys? What what are we gonna do to compensate them? Two point five is point blank gotten out of the hand as far as somebody be able to handle something with it. So do we bring in work stock? And how do we handle work stock like that? You already heard my rant about it last week, and don't get me going on them idiots again this week, because I will call out idiots like Lucas Sparks over a microphone, and I don't care. Wow. That was point. Well, I have that- a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I'll that be was- turning off my Facebook for the next week. <laughs> I don't care. But here's 2.55 is bigger than 25 
Go back to elementary school. Learn numbers, you dumbass. And I will also... <laughs> since we're going there, small tires, guys. Small tires. Drag Racing learned it about five years ago. Small tire door slammers are kicking the crap out of the big tire, guys. I'm done. But anyway. my truck came from the factory with 33-inch tires. Blow me. So what? You're going to change whatever was stock rubber was anyway. 33 standing height is a different tire than a 33 on the sidewall. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Now, if we could go down to the southwest part of Michigan. 31, 10 and a half. Midiots. 31, 10 and a half. Oh, you yeah. can't break what you can't hook up. Learn to drive. Oh, yeah. that's a That was definitely a key, like. Like Andrew and I talked about the other night, uh, Charles. Ten point five. Is that familiar from drag racing? <laughs> oh, would you like me to call it X two seventy five for you? You feel better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charles, you missed the. I thought a pretty good conversation in between us because, uh, like I said, I, I support you guys on this radio past or radio podcast, and I've uh, obviously had a couple beers with you guys, and we've we've talked about this kind of stuff. We talked about pulling and. When you guys did it, it was really no surprise, but it was still a surprise that you guys stepped up to this, and it's nice to listen to you. Um, but really, I guess... Uh, you, you didn't have to wow. do that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you guys a little goosebumps, didn't I? <laughs> you know what? i got to take a second here. For those of you who don't know us, who haven't been involved in the Pink Elephant tractor pull meetups or anything like that... We better explain what the hell the Pink Elephant is, because people are going to get the <laughs> oh, wrong yeah. idea. Definitely. Probably one of the best bars out there. Just point a blank. little so, country dive bar. It's a dive bar, hole in the wall. You want a bag of potato chips, a beer, and a shot? They'll hook you up. If you want a meal, yeah, go down the road. Oh, yeah. The last time we were there, it was really awkward. There was some old guy sitting on the side, and he told us that we all need to join the military. Not that I don't... <laughs> I don't go any hard against the military, but uh, with me being deaf, I could barely understand him. And Andrew was over there. <laughs> Adam was over there, and he's like... What did he say? I'm like, just shake your head and nod. Like, this conversation's <laughs> not going any further than this. But, no. Uh, but the what we do here on the podcast is exactly what's gone on before. You know, what we've done before in our meetings at the bar or that is we sit here and we talk about different topics. Oh, yeah. And it's over beer. So this is just different means, and more of us are hearing about it. Yeah. So It's in a little nicer place than the Pink Elephant, though. It's a lot brighter lighting. Yeah, it's not as smoky. <laughs> there, there is that. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot less smoke. That Good, is bad, or indifferent. I'm, oh, my God, are you hideous? <laughs> You're not taking him home tonight, are you? <laughs> no. No, no, no. But, no, yeah, we start talking about that. Like, we, uh, the, when my dad sold his pulling sled there to uh, the uh, pullers in North Carolina, they have a, uh, like, a light four-wheel drive pickup class. It's pretty much unlimited what you want to bring, bring for a motor. Except it's like four or forty five hundred pounds. I can't remember the exact specifics. Somewhere the, in there, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, at that point, it's like you don't have enough weight to even hook a six hundred cubic inch that's making uh, fifteen hundred horse. Yeah, and that's kind of what I would like to see things go to, and that's why I'm. I guess I'm so attracted to light limited super and the light super stocks. Is it really becomes a driver's class and you can set it up. You got more power than you could use. Mini rods are that way, and no, mini rods are just suicide jockeys. Don't. Don't even go there. Hey, we've I've already had this discussion with the woman. If uh, she gets that opportunity, she's hopping in one. I'll paint it hot pink. I don't care. But uh, the I'm, way the way I most would, I would try it honestly. Oh, I would, I, I probably, I would not. The I'm one not I, saying I would. There is one I would not drive. Slaws where you're literally like, thought you worried too much. 
equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's I, the, I, I'll say balls, balls on the bell housing. No. What's Sorry. the worst case scenario here? You it's don't an trust. SF, wait, it's SF, an SFI bell housing. It's not coming say, out. You don't trust an SFI 4.1 <laughs> bell housing to <laughs> contain a clunch when I guess, it's grenades? I guess I have already had a vasectomy, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to Is lose? this true? <laughs> so, yes, this, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> it's that part that worries me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But well, no, I, you don't I, need that anyways. Sorry, Tanya. <laughs> oh wait, I I was heard that uh, it has changed you, Charles Poosh, to Charles Kane now. Yes, yes, he okay. got married. Congratulations, Congrats. congratulations! Thank you, you very say. much, Mr. Kane. It's nice to nice to finally meet you. <laughs> well, Nate Eifert, I have assumed your mantle. <laughs> no, that's Nate Kane. Now don't even go there. We know that's he why, got married. That's why I said he. I've assumed his mantle. <laughs> But no, yeah, we need to, I guess that's the big thing. What is this, what is the key class? What can bring pullers into it? Because on a given, on any given night, if you showed up, threw the keys at somebody in the stands, told them, hey, how much beer have you drank? Oh, none. All right, you want to drive my truck tonight? How many guys are actually going to say no to that? And we need to have that class that somebody could actually justify doing that. Something that, oh, well, my motor's going to turn six or 7,000 RPMs, that it still makes 500 horse, I have $5,000 into it. But I'm not really that scared if somebody breaks it. Yeah, and you actually, something I know you guys have talked about and, and, and a thought I've got, okay, a class like 10 Farm here in Michigan, uh, very cost-effective, brings a lot of pullers to the table. It's not a class that's smoke, power, and noise that's going to detract your wider promotional base. You're not going to book this class in an Alpena. You're not going to book it over on the west side of the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And the guys who are in the class are not going to travel either because, again, this is supposed to be an economy class. Where does a, a a pro stock two-wheel drive, and I'll use them as an example because that's what we've been talking about leading into this program, like what Machindo or Buckeye Modified or KTPA has fit in? Is there a place for something like that? Oh, I think absolutely. We uh, like I, that was yeah, that was the we were big both kicker. On board with that one. That was yeah. the big kicker. What Andrew and I talked about on uh, what was it uh, Friday last Friday. Or, yeah, no, it, yeah, it would have been last Friday when I was uh, when I was on my way today? home. Yeah, it, they all blend together anymore with uh, my busy schedule. But yeah, you look at it uh, like I showed you guys earlier that truck that's down in Georgia. It's a it's a Ford Ranger body, four hundred seventy two cubes, trick heads, GRP rods, diamond pistons. It's got a little bit of wedge. It's still got pullers on the back. Still has that appeal of a two wheel drive. Doesn't have the power. A little more cost effective. Sixty five hundred bucks turnkey. Take it home. How many between you two guys? How many? Who could turn down sixty five hundred bucks? You couldn't. No, no, you could. I think at that point, we could we could fill a lot of stands, and you still get that, uh, like you said, promoter level. You get the sound, you get the wheel stands, you still get the speed. Yeah, and you know that's one thing. I went over to the pole over on the west side. Can't really say the west side. I mean, if you're familiar with Michigan, one twenty seven divides Michigan in half. Yeah, so it is west side. Yeah. And uh, went over to the pole over in Hillsdale. They run NTPA pole there. And also this year they ran their own non-sanctioned pole. And they brought guys out of what they call the Camden Group, which is the very southern, edge, southern, south-central edge of Michigan. And right there in the McIndoe area, but it's a non-sanctioned group. They run three or four different events. And they run a, so to speak, Pro Street two-wheel drive pickup class when they're on 35-inch boggers on the back, you know, they're 
front end slam down. They're allowed to do what they got. You know, they, they look like a two wheel drive, and they're still biting that uh, thirty, uh, you know, thirty inch hitch height. Oh yeah, and they're impressive. They're cool to watch. And point blank, you could go build one of them for what? Probably. Five six thousand dollars. No, minus motor. I guess if you wanted, if you had to buy it all, you're still talking. You're still over that sixty five. You're talking ten grand to build that four hundred and seventy two cubic inch motor, but you don't have to have the best of the best. Yeah. What I'm saying is, okay, you go buy a truck. Who says we have to do that? You do a small block class where you, you know, a four hundred will get you, you know, X amount. And when you're on DOT tires like that, guess what? You're not stressing the drive line. The motor's going to spin. Oh yeah, and then crazy late. And I'll believe to go on top of that, you can just limit carburetor if you really are scared of horsepower and breaking stuff. So, like this truck had the F one hundred six rear end, it still doesn't have the SQHD like what we're running. So you're keeping it a little more cost effective versus like the mini rods. The mini rods are an awesome class, and I'd love to get into that. It's just I don't feel like working on rear ends every six runs, or fixing tires every three passes, or putting a new chassis under every year. So. Is term limitations on rule books a systemic problem? At the highest levels, it's annually with us here in the thumb. It's a three-year basis. Should there be five or seven-year rule book locks so that a class like we are talking about right now doesn't become what V8 hot rods become? Well, the, I think the biggest thing there is got to kind of go on the basis of it, how many people you see going into it. And then at some point, as like I said, I'm going into business, you got to look at that aspect of it to all right, I'm going to upset guys if they don't want to make that step, but I'm still promoting the guys that want to make that step. So it's not like, I guess it's a give and take. It really is a give and take. And I guess the big thing with the diesel trucks is why why I see failure on that of coming from the pulling organizations where my dad ran the pulling sled and so did I. You guys can't get a universal set of rules. And that's what I was just going to call yeah. out is standardization is a huge oh, point blank with TTPA. I will call them out. I don't give a shit. And this might be my rant for the day. Probably not. Yeah. There'll be more. No, there'll be more. But <laughs> point blank, I've been involved with the club for three years now. In three damn years, I've seen three different sets of rules for these truck classes, for this diesel truck 2.5 truck class. And guess what? Every set of rules, oh, we're going to get people from out of state. We're going to do this, going to do that. Guess what? You're still not commonized with anybody. So people will come travel with you. Make a set of rules. Lock them in for three years. And point blank, because you guys have been idiots for so damn long and wanting to change the rules to fit Joe Smo's truck, you got to lock them in for five years now. A lot of people will build a damn truck to be able to go compete in the class. Oh, well, everybody has to come off their ego level is the big thing, I think, there. Yeah, that's, that's back to what I was on about earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. that young, The younger generation, I have an ego because I'm not going to give up something that you can beat me on. Why can't we? Uh, I guess I think that's the biggest reason why you see NTPA only taking the pro stock, that pro stock uh, diesel truck classes because those are the only guys that understand what. here. Here's the rules. The Cummins guys are not upset at the Duramax guys, and Duramax guys no. aren't upset at the Cummins guys because, hey, here's the rules. They are what they are. If you don't like it, go someplace else because, to be honest with you, they're not going to go anyplace else. No. They're, they're, I can go any level uh, only game in town. If we have the truck, if we're going to go to Texas some night, like I talked to Andrew with the two-wheel drive truck, we don't have to worry about rules. It no. show up. Here we are. Go through your normal tech inspection, check the stuff, and we're going pulling that night. And with the two five guys, if you go to Ohio – 
uh, it, God knows what the rules are, unless you looked at them before, and probably your truck's not going to match them. So probably not. It's nice that I can actually say that I am actually proud of the guys here uh, between Thumb and MTTTP, or whatever it's MTTTPA. MTTTPA. Yeah, it's too many T's. But uh, they actually have a universal set of rules, so you could actually see guys traveling from both sides of the state to go pull and compete against each other. Because finally. Five, finally, yeah. And it's nice. I'd really like to see them. Between Ohio and Kentucky, if you guys could get even a bigger set, you could have uh, just an astronomical class. And I think the 2.5 at that point, you're still not making the kind of power to break stuff. You don't need to go to that open drive line. I think keeping it on a single tire, like Drob said last week, you're not going to break stuff. No, and that's not too far removed from the way things used to be back in the 2.8 days. And Drob will remember this when when he and, and, and Steve Nickel would... They would drive down to Ohio. They'd go to Indiana. They I don't think they made it all the way to Kentucky, but they would be able to go... And know that they'd be legal backing off the trailer. It's become too much of I want 413 cubic inch 4.183 you know diameter turbocharger nitrous only on Tuesday stuff. Mm-hmm. It's become so you know I'm going to legislate you out if I can't beat you. But All I right. bought this turbo. Why can't I run it? Oh wait, you bought it before you knew what the damn class was. Oh sorry, I I thought we were talking work stock. Are we taking it hot or cold? <laughs> oh yeah, so. But no, I, yeah, J- Jake. Jake, just give me a look like don't even go there, please. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get Andrew on another rant before the night's over yet. Ah, it's part of my charm. I've been told by myself. <laughs> but, uh, you which, have charm. Which voice? <laughs> Do you hear voices in your head? Oh, all oh, the constantly time. It's not pretty. How many? Multiple. Seven on any given day. <laughs> Seven on any given day. This is called sidetrack with Armstead and Post, but you haven't heard about all the silent partners. <laughs> we got Armstead and Armstead and Armstead and Armstead. <laughs> and then Bob over in the corner, isn't it? Me, myself, and you I all agree. You told me you weren't going to bring up Bob today. <laughs> so what about Battle of the Bluegrass? <laughs> but you, you got to agree there. We got we to gotta even out some rules here, make some concessions. And get stuff, and you know what? We might not get the forty pullers from Ohio that were promised, but you know what? If I'm going on a family vacation, and there's a chance I can go tractor pulling or truck pulling, especially she likes it, I'm gonna go take the truck with me. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Why not? Yeah, it. I, I the biggest thing that I will say from pulling thumb and taking that step up, I get to go see a whole bunch of stuff. I get to go meet a whole bunch of people. Um, there's been plenty of guys that come up and they go talk to you. Oh, you got this and blah blah blah, and they ask you questions and then. You'll never see them again. Or they'll come up and, hey, you remember talking to me last year? Can't say I do, but let's uh, we'll uh, re-hit on this topic and we can talk some more about it. Maybe that's the guy I'm more interested in, quite honestly. Because if this is supposed to be an economical class, you're by definition, you are not going to travel. So that piece of it maybe does not matter as much. The emphasis doesn't belong. No, yeah. But where is the guy who shows up and pulls the local street class or... You know, the, the guy that, who's asking the questions says, hey, I got this truck. It's, you know, whatever. I've done this, this, and this, and, and what's the next step? My question to that person is, what does it take to get you to follow 10 hooks? Just give me 10. I'm get, not at, I, don't, I don't need 20. Give me 10. Uh, 10, I guess, uh, on a local, yeah. Well, uh, obviously, on a local level is having that connection with other pullers. Obviously, you want to go where your friends are and where you have a connection to. But the other basis of it is, um, I guess on a local level, like a TTPA level, where don't I have to spend the most money at? Where's close pulls? Because who really wants to travel to Alpine on like a Wednesday night? And and I guess a further question beyond that is, and I see this too, and I got maybe I'm no, that's actually an unfair statement. 
maybe I'm picking on diesel truck guys, but the 10 farm guys don't do this. What are the 10 farm guys doing right where they pull, they, they'll have a 30 foot open fifth wheel trailer covered with grills and food to eat and they're having a great time and they've built that camaraderie piece whereas you go over to where the the truck pullers are and they're they're all parked 50 feet away from each other and mean mugging each other and stink eyeing for four hours do you step oh, you that, hit that, that point ha- earlier uh, that that i i will step up on the thumb level and say that has changed quite a bit but you do bring up a good point there is it a different breed between the tractor guys and the truck guys? I think. I mean, Jake, you've been on both sides. You've of the done spectrum. both, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been on both sides. Obviously, we've had the guys that hated us, and then we had the guys that love us. So, like, we had nights that there'd be guys that you wouldn't put forty foot on the night before, and they wouldn't even come over and look you in the eye. And then you have the guys that, yeah, we put forty foot on them, but they're right next door and they're bullshitting with you, and and we're grilling and we're having beer after the pull. And there, I I think the big thing, like you said previously, is the younger generation being having that ego to them and we don't want to we don't want to show weakness i guess is to the other pullers and and that comes down to the big basis of it i think and and maybe that's the difference because the 10 farm guys by by their demographic are are mostly guys my age and older oh yeah yeah they're looking for that economical class because they've became past that 20 year old we're just going to spend what kind of money we have they don't understand they understand the point of well, I need to have X amount of money to pay my rent. I need X amount of money to do this. I need X amount of money to do that. Versus the guys that are in the twenty are expensive. I will even say, even at my point, it's like, uh, yeah, any money that comes in is disposable income. At some point, I have to look at that and go, yeah, this just isn't going to happen. Or the wife at that at some point will go, hey, you can't be doing this. Right. And I think that, that the biggest thing uh, to get a local class that succeeds is to have something that's local obviously something that they don't have to have a hell of a lot of money into and they can go out and have fun and they can throw that grill on the back because andrew you got to see it there in bowling green we got the we had a grill we had how many coolers and how between three of us how much we had enough food to kill three armies enough to compensate for having to wipe oil off a truck (laughs) yeah Yeah, Yeah, there was that But, but at the same basis how many hurt feelings have you had over, even when you come over by us? There's none. Even, uh, shoot, we'll, we'll welcome anybody in. Uh, you look at Dwayne Bounce. He's on the other side. Yeah, he's a competitor to us. When we go out pulling, our game face is on. We have to focus on game face if we want to compete. But afterwards, uh, we'll drop our egos down and at Seriousness that only when the face shield's down the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's one thing. I went to Bowling Green for years. And point blank, after a while, I got burned out of Bowling Green as just a spectator sitting there. And going, hey, yeah, I know that's Steve Francis going down there. I know he lives over in Alabama. I know that's Bob Joe Stocker watched him for years. But when I got to know you and your aunt, you know, and uh, the Potters and getting to know the Coglins and go be able to go back in the pits and actually hang out with you guys and actually be able to get to know the pullers or actually be part of a pulling. Yeah, group, like on the personal basis. It, that completely changed Bowling Green for me now. It's no longer going to watch the event. It's okay. How good are my friends going to do out there? No, oh, yeah, yeah. That, and that, that, that changed everything for me. And that, you know, I... Obviously, the green truck's done better than that white truck, but it happens. It he, runs on apple pie, and we all <laughs> run better on apple pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you never run out of apple pie with them. Which it, My voice in Sandusky ran a lot better once I had that. You should have had some of that before the show. Oh, God. I, I screwed up, and... 
thank you, Uncle Bill, for uh, hooking me up with that. <laughs> yep, but no, that's uh, I guess that's the biggest thing is the camaraderie that you see in between the pullers and and like I said, it, it once once that quits, we're we're just done. And he's made it point blank, and I, luckily I'm lucky to have that opportunity because I couldn't afford to do it where I'm at um, with working in school and even all the basis and whatnot. It's I really have to thank my father for giving me the opportunity to hop in there and. I have I, I literally have one of the best crew chiefs. He's been around it for shoot since he was eighteen. I like I already said his age. We we're talking thirty years of pulling almost. Well, with that, I think uh we'll take a break and come back and, and wrap things up here on Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh. In the meantime though, this has been our roundtable segment for certain. We want your feedback on this subject because this is something we are going to revisit in future weeks and circle back to. If you have an idea, a thought uh, that expands this please, please reach out to us, either whether it's through the Facebook page, Sign Track with Armstead and Posh, or at our email box, AP at SignTrackPulling.com. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screw'em, and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos, your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper? Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind? Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied. Not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. All right, and we're back with Armstead and Posh. You're going to finish up and recap what we went over here tonight thank you again jake shepherd for coming on with us i know we're gonna have you on again hopefully if you're willing to oh yeah thanks uh thanks for having me guys it was really a pleasure and uh support you guys 100 percent. obviously uh some of my close friends and obviously if we ever go out pulling you want to go tag along just uh give us a holler Okay, Thanks, when, sir. where? Yeah. <laughs> Pulling, when, where? Going. Pull? What, when, where, Did what? we just Who? become best friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Charles, you got anything you want to cover? No, that's about the long and the short of it. For this week, we will uh, delay some of the subject we had uh, for tonight into next week's program. Uh, cover the news as you expect next week, the roundtable and the rants. Uh, coming events will include the National Farm Machinery Show Championship tractor pull. And also, just what did I find when traveling the back roads of Rockville, Utah? Mormons. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Some so, desert. Some. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> a lot there's, of grass there's, and rocks. There's things alive in that desert, and they have a tractor pulling tie. Lizards don't count. And they go really fast. Ooh, he's got our attention. <laughs> well, with that, my name's Andrew Armstead. I'm Charles Kane. And I'm Jake uh, Shepard. Thanks for having me, guys. Not a problem. And good night and safe travels to everyone. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get, Get out of my trailer. trailer. I, I want, want you out. out.